Hey everybody, welcome to Empty Bottle Sports. Corey here hosting tonight, and I've got Danny and Zane with me as always. Uh, Danny, what you what you drinking today? How you doing? Well, I still got it in the fridge. I got the Spotted Cow from Wisconsin, so we're just going to be running this every single snow until we run out, because I love this. Nice. Awesome, awesome. Zane, how about yourself? Yeah, hey guys. Uh, tonight, I did a homemade chocolate milk, so chocolate hazelnut milk. All it's right. actually really Keeping good. It classy, I like it. Yeah. Did you spike it with anything? Uh, I thought about it. <laughs> a little under the weather today, so I just kept it straight up. But uh, definitely next time. <laughs> Keep it healthy. I like it. Uh, I am sipping on some whiskey, as I tend to do. It's either that or right. tonight. I felt called out last week, so we went a little harder this time. <laughs> yeah. You got you to make um, up right, for we're it. Gonna... Thought I'd gloss by that one. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna touch on some college football today. We're gonna do a little weekend recap of uh, some big games with some big name teams that underperformed, and uh, we'll touch on uh, Georgia and South Carolina first. Danny, I'm gonna throw it to you. What, what what were the takeaways here in Georgia's win? I feel like they looked uh, not invincible for once in the past couple seasons. And you know what? Actually, Missouri almost scared them last year in Columbia. And this was kind of another scare, but this was at home. I feel like going to the season, everyone was saying Georgia is going to be the national in the college football playoff again because they have such a weak schedule. South Carolina, they're a good team, but they're not an amazing team. And I think they kind of got exposed a little bit. Georgia did that. If they were playing a better schedule, uh, I feel, feel like we would have seen a better um, – more losses on their resume, maybe probable losses, but I think it just more showed us that Georgia is kind of not as great as they were last year. Yeah, yeah. Zane, what are you what are you thinking about this one? Yeah, Georgia looked beatable and, and definitely South Carolina maybe could have closed out that game, but I think you're gonna you're gonna have those on a even on a championship season. I wouldn't. I would really wouldn't read into it that much, and I think, I think for Spencer Rattler, I mean, we think about him back in Oklahoma. He was like the guy. He was Heisman candidate. Then Caleb Williams takes over for him, and basically he never sees, you know, the field again. Goes to South Carolina, and I think they're competitive. They're a good team, um, but I just think about where his stock was and where it is now, uh, and that was a. Pretty large fall, but I th- I just think that Georgia still should retain that one seed. I think you're going to have those close, you know, conference games, um, so I wouldn't read too much into it. Yeah, you know, I'm right there with you both in a way. I I agree, Danny. Um, you know, Georgia was exposed a little bit. They they obviously have things to work on. This isn't the uh, top of the SEC, Georgia, that's running away with it that we've seen in the past. They're still, I think far and away the best team, but the that far and away, the gap seems to be narrowing. And I agree, Zane, they're going to retain that number one spot as they should, um, and probably for several more weeks, if not throughout the season, because of that schedule you talked about, Zane, or Danny. But <clears throat> there's definitely some things that they're going to go back and look at the film on and just be shaking their heads. Uh, so we'll see. They're not the only team to underperform this weekend. And I, I think that as those teams go, they were probably still the better one. Um, so we're going to take it on down to Alabama and South Florida. This one was, uh, I think, shocking to a lot of people and not so shocking to some others. Uh, Zane, we'll toss this one to you. 
Yeah, th- this one concerned me maybe a little bit more than than Georgia uh, going up against a conference opponent. You know, Alabama schedules how many patty cake games? Four or five a year where they should beat them by 40 points. Uh, one thing that the South Florida Bulls did well, their quarterback was able to break contain a lot. Uh, Alabama wasn't able to spy their quarterback, you know, and, and I think it was for both teams, right? They were just kind of waiting for spark plays. Uh, no real consistency, no real identity on either side. You know, you saw that with Alabama using three different quarterbacks, just trying to find a spark. Uh, so the, that one was concerning to me. Ultimately, they did, you know, come out with a win. I think their chances of getting a top four spot are fading quickly. Uh, you know, that win compared to... You know, a, a Georgia win against a South Carolina win, the Georgia win's going to look much better should should Georgia drop a game later in the season. Uh, so for Alabama, um, doesn't look like you're going to get a top four seed this year. Right. And Danny, what are you, so you shaking I, your head? <laughs> I agree. Yeah, a close loss to South Carolina, or sorry, a close win over South Carolina looks much better than a close win over South Florida, especially at home. My goodness, uh, Bryce Young covered up a lot of my, – my buddies in Alabama fan was saying, like, hey, Bryce Young is covering up a lot of deficiencies on that team. So I don't know. They're still – like, the talent is just still insane in Alabama. That You really can't believe that. And then now we watch this week, I know it wasn't a loss, but it might as well have been with the way they played up against that type of com- competition. They should be concerned in Tuscaloosa. They really should be. Absolutely. I think we're seeing chinks in the armor finally. And you're right. I think you and your buddy both that Bryce, he was covering up a lot. And now we're seeing some quarterback trouble in Tuscaloosa. And I, I mean, they went down like through three quarterbacks and not one of them seemed to be able to push the ball down the field effectively. Uh, you know, we saw some Alabama quarterbacks getting absolutely teed off on. I mean, how long has it been since we saw that against a team not at a, like you know Georgia or uh, LSU a few years ago's level. Like this is this is shocking to see, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited to possibly see the downfall of the Nick Saban dynasty down there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is he um, is he on the so hot let's, seat? Let's... What do we what do we think about Nick Saban? How many no. how many years does he get? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably got three years, and I mean, at, right at least. Come on, how many how many co- coaches have we seen? ride that like hot seat out without having a championship pedigree that's the thing though he's the best of the best to have ever coached the college game like it i don't know he would have to really fall downhill for them to kick him out of there and for i feel like they would force him into retirement before they would fire him i mean to yeah, me, and then who are they going to go after up I don't know, but I look at, you know, I look at like a team and we'll switch, you know, take a different view, but I look at a team like Kentucky and basketball gave John Calipari a lifetime deal. And it's great to have a, it's great to have a name brand coach, but they're middle of the pack now. They're not an elite school anymore. And they're just riding on the nostalgia of John Calipari of old. Now, obviously Alabama is, is better recently than Kentucky has been. But I mean, how long? How long do you let it ride if you're Alabama? Do you do you go get Deion Sanders? You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Ooh, okay. Oh, Here's another curveball for you. Uh, you know, how long does you know if the slide continues to, you know, the way it, it's starting to look like it might? How long until Nick Saban starts getting phone calls from the NFL? Oh, 
I mean, I know he's been there and done that before, but I feel like he would rather retire. May I could see him being in like a front office position and like doing consulting stuff. I don't know if I ever see him being a head coach in the NFL again. I just think he's just too tied to the NFL now, or sorry, the to the college game. I I just don't know what team would take a a risk at that. I don't know about calling it a risk, but just make that move like that. <laughs> maybe you gotta think he's. He's got to want to go to the right situation also. It's not like he's just going to take any NFL job. It's got to be the perfect situation for him to go to. Oh, money talks. All right. Uh, take it on down to Texas, Wyoming here. Uh, this was another big, uh, big top tier team that uh, started out slow and, and, you know, showed some vulnerability. Uh, Danny, what are you, what are you thinking on this one? Yeah, Wyoming had a great win earlier this year at home against Texas Tech, overtime win. Um, You know, Texas looked – they pretty much got the job done and did what they had to do. Uh, I'm not too concerned with either team. I think Wyoming is still going to have a good year. They're definitely a bowl team for sure. Um, I won't say the New Year's Six Bowl, but they're definitely going to have a a good 7-8 win season, I think, and get a pretty decent bowl, hopefully warm weather for them. Texas, I feel like it was a good – I don't want to say getting a right game, but just kind of uh, play the secondaries, backups in the second half, and just let everybody play and just get your job done and move on to the next week. All right, Zane. Zane, what's our what's our feeling here? Yeah, it was an interesting game this weekend. The line opened at, I think, 29.5 or 30 points. Uh, I, I thought that was a little bit too much. I think they ended up winning by 21 or 22 points. 21, I think, yeah. 21, 21. points. Um, just based on what I've seen from the Texas offense, I don't think they're going to they're gonna, you know, be putting up those winning by 30 points against, uh, you know, real power five schools. They beat up on Rice, but they didn't even cover against Rice. So um, – I think Texas, but I don't think they have to beat up on people, right? If they play fundamental and they don't lose the games that they're supposed to win, they could they could definitely see themselves in a top four seed. And I think that's the ultimate goal. Even if you're a four seed, right, you just got to get yourself to the dance. So if you're Texas, don't mess around. Like Danny said, get your backups in once you know you've got the win. You don't need to see yours go down on a stupid play trying to play hero ball when you're up 20 points. So good on Texas. Take your win. Get on to the next week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I mentioned prior to the prior to this when we were talking, saying that this reminds me a lot of the Michigan game this weekend. It just kind of looked like it. You know what? The first half, let's try to forget that even happened. Pour it on in the second half. Make the make the box uh, box score look a little better, and get let's get out of here with a win. Forget about this. Maybe take away a few lessons, but. Um, I'm not too worried about Texas, but I think you're right. The offense, not maybe what we thought it was after the Alabama game. Uh, and I'm circling that Oklahoma game because Oklahoma, all gas, no breaks, boys. They are yeah. putting up <laughs> numbers. And I don't know. I don't know what Texas is going to be. You know, I don't know what they've got in their bag of tricks for this, but they better have a bag of tricks and it better be good. Um they're taking we'll out see, all last know. year's frustrations on any team that lines up against them this year. That really <laughs> yeah. seems like what's happening. Them and Oregon both, man. They are putting up numbers. They want yeah. they want somebody on their team in the Heisman race. God, not Bo Nix. Please, we know he can't do it. He doesn't have that. Oh, but my God. We'll Nix see, is not man. that guy. He's not that guy. 
He's not. He's not. He's not him. He's not. He's not that guy. He's not him. <laughs> we'll take it down to Colorado, Colorado State. This was the big game of the weekend. This is what every channel was talking about. Dion's been all over my TV. You boys know how I feel about Prime and and how sick and tired I am of it. But we can't not talk about it. So Zane, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one up to you. Let's see. What do you got? Yeah, Corey, we were kind of discussing in the pre-show. I think one thing that's kind of happening every single game is they're getting more tape on, on Colorado. Uh, they were definitely an unknown, and Coach Prime has really done a great job preparing the team uh, every week to play well. But I think you're going to see more teams cue in on, on the weaknesses of the Buffaloes. Uh, it's going to be a long season. It's fun, right? It's fun to talk about. There's a lot of hype around the team. People were projecting two, three, four years for the Buffaloes to be a contender. Uh, but really, the roster was turned over. It was a completely new roster. Um, it, and it is exciting, right? It's great for television. It's great for college football. There's so much buzz around it. Uh, but at the same time, let's wait and see. You know, if you've got Georgia, Michigan, you know, Texas, there, there could be an opening on a, on a four seed, but, you know, they'd have to run the table and they'd probably have to beat Oregon and USC, right? US, USC's probably look, got the four spot right now. So, you know, if they mm -hmm. run the table, there's certainly an opportunity for them to be a top four. Uh, and that would just set college football, you know, on fire. That would be the greatest story, I think, in sports yeah. all year, for sure. I would be out of my mind annoyed with prime by then but you know what it would be great for ratings danny let's see you would see not what hear you would not hear from the end of me <laughs> i wouldn't i know you are <laughs> chugging that kool-aid by the gallon <laughs> just absolutely just pour it all over me i was never a doubt last last saturday just never a doubt uh, you know i had some injuries happen i think they were just kind of still getting used to the hype it was in first night game of the year just trying to uh get accustomed to the national hype that they're getting. Um, I expect college game day and big noon kickoff to just keep following them wherever they go week in and week out, uh, especially because the traditional powerhouses, people are getting a little bit of the Alabamas and Georgias of the world. Nobody really cares about Clemson. Um, unless Florida state has a big no, game, they're not going to go down. Yeah. So um, there's going to be following around Colorado all year until Illinois takes off, and then they're going to be the new darling. So it's just Colorado and Illinois' uh, world, and everybody else is just living in it. Hey, man, Illinois better take off soon, then. They're uh, they're behind on that countdown. Yeah, they're all right. You know, they're all right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you guys know how I feel about Colorado and, and Dion. I, I overhyped, overrated, overtalked about, but the ratings are there, and I get it. So... You know, trust me, I'll talk about Colorado every day of the week if we get that subscriber count up, but um, it'll hurt me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think this Colorado State uh, team was slept on. Uh, people had already written them off. Um, I think Colorado is still overrated. I mean, they barely squeaked this one out. And I, I understand Travis Hunter going down is a, a huge blow on both sides of the ball for them. Uh, and, and it sounds like in a couple of weeks he'll be back and it's good to hear he's all right, but I'll tell you what, I it for that first half, it didn't look like Dion could coach his way out of a wet paper bag. I mean, there was twenty some seconds left in the in the second quarter, going into the half, they're down, and he put his son, his quarterback, out there. More importantly, his son out there to get absolutely teed off on at the end of the half. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it, it looked like 
it looks like me playing Madden. And I, by the way, I don't punt. I'm not kicking a field goal. If it's fourth and 30, I don't care. I'm going for it. There could be one second left in the half and I'm up 40. I'm going for it. That's what Dion looked like to me. And I couldn't believe it. But you know what? Props to him. They got out there in the second half. They figured it out and they battled. And Colorado State gifted them a little bit. But you know yeah. what? That's a, if, if opportunity knocks and you answer, that's all that that is. And it's all it takes for, you know, admittedly a relatively talented roster. They have some dogs. So that, you know, Colorado, guess we'll see. But that, that schedule doesn't look friendly. So, no, you know what? They're 3-0. and And you know what? Alabama, Nebraska, South Carolina, TCU, uh, a lot of programs that, programs that have had success. Uh, can't say that. So good on Colorado, yeah, listen, right? Listen, man. He brought his own baggage. He said it was Louie. I'm still thinking that we might have uh, uncovered some counterfeit, some knockoff Louie out there in Colorado. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh, oh, we waffles. have a Waffles guest appearance. Waffles. He's making guest a guest appearance. appearance. The official mascot. <laughs> Of empty bottle sports, <laughs> waffles. Is Waffles here to defend Colorado or defend Corey? <laughs> waffles is one hundred percent a Colorado fan. I know it. He's all about, waffles is all about hype. Every Thursday night, Waffles making his Thursday night football predictions. So be sure to subscribe. <laughs> okay, buddy. Absolutely. I think that's a good note to go out on, boys. How are our drinks, Danny? Awesome. Spotted cow, great as always. All right. Good enough. This consistency there. Zane, how's that chalky milk? Oh, chalky milk's a 10 out of 10 every time. Absolutely hits. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, come on. You can't beat chocolate milk. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about the whiskey. It was fine, but chocolate milk. All right, guys. We're going to sign off here, but uh, thanks for tuning in.